0: and welcome back to music free static i hope you're having a fabulous day and today here episode 18 we are talking about ahsoka part 6 an episode entitled far far away and this was this was a fun episode a little slower than than some of the last couple ones have been um i think this one is one of those episodes where all the pieces are sort of moving into place which is which is good. Um, we're, we're now ending up in the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so yeah, it it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. In fact uh, the line gets dropped. Ahsoka and Huyang start the episode talking about Ahsoka's fears a little bit about uh, Sabine, who chose to go with um, our our villains. And Hu Yang has some some interesting wisdom here. And I, that, you know, Ahsoka's worried, oh, she she willingly threw away the fate of our galaxy to save Ezra. Right, and right, she's concerned that, hey, maybe this was a problem and uh, uh, that Sabine hadn't been prepared to be able to make a choice like that. And Hu Yang, maybe for her, that was the only choice she had. Those are, that's something I think Ahsoka has sort of overlooked. And, I, and that may be in part because Ahsoka's been alone for a very long time, right? the She left the Jedi Order before the end of the Clone Wars. Order 66 happens, she was on the run. And even after that, even when she touches base in Rebels and some other places, she's basically worked alone. And now she's got Hu Yang with her, but she's still basically working alone and following that Jedi precept of don't make attachments. And so I think Ahsoka is lacking in a little bit of that understanding of what it means to have family. And that's what tapped, or Sabine tapped into when she decided to know she is going to go find Ezra. But it's fine. She she decides to do a quick subject change and asks Hu Yang to to retell one of the stories, one of the lessons that he taught. It's like early galactic history when he was at the temple, uh, the Jedi temple. And he starts it Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'd say, yep. Yep. You, you, you said the saying, Star Wars, good for you. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. But there's lots of interesting little reveals and tidbits here as we actually enter the new galaxy with, what's it, Peridia, I think is the name of the planet. And you get... Um, Elsbeth, Skull, and Hottie, they they land on this uh this big tower. Just Star Wars loves their their towers. <laughs> right? There's towers for everything in Star Wars. This one also happens to be a temple for Night Sisters. Now, for those of you who've never really heard of Night Sisters before, um you really see them in the Clone Wars. After, after the Clone Wars, the rise of the Empire, um, the Night Sisters were wiped out by the Empire. But the Night Sisters are a group of sort of force and magic using uh, women, really. That uh, that are from the planet Dathomir. The other. Group of of Dathomira you may be aware of, are those like Darth Maul, right? Maul was from Dathomir. the The Dathomir society is split with genders living separately, so you have the night sisters doing their thing, and you have the night brothers doing their thing. And apparently, Peridia is where they came from. Hey, it's one of the comments. It's like yes. The Night Sisters were fir- among the first to ride the space whales. They're the first ones to uh, hop in a Purgle's mouth and warp out to different galaxies. Okay, well, that's fun. That's fun. And I think we're going to see some something here because so the Empire wiped out the Night Sisters. But we'll see here later, later in the show, and of course, full spoilers here i'm not i'm not uh, hiding anything in my thoughts as we uh, go through this but you see these caskets being loaded onto uh elsbeth's shuttle to we're actually not a shuttle onto the star destroyer to be taken back to the main star wars galaxy okay they look like caskets and I my guess is these are caskets full of Night Sisters in suspended animation in some way or other. And that when they get to our galaxy, our galaxy, the main Star Wars galaxy, the Night Sisters will be released, and possibly some of the Night Brothers, and they'll repopulate Dathomir. Amongst other things, perhaps I I don't know, but that's so that's kind of fun. Another interesting tidbit: Dave Filoni is really pulling from mythology for everybody in this series. the The three night sisters we run into basically have the names of the three Fates from Greek mythology, and they talk a lot about the threads. <laughs> The threads of life and the threads of destiny and all this fun stuff. So that was sort of amusing. There's also one of the cool things about um when you run into the Night Sisters in the Clone Wars is you meet Mother Talzin And she's sort of the head of the Night Sisters in or on Dathomir But when she speaks she gets this weird she gets this weird double voice thing going on. And we get that same thing with the uh head, head mother, I think they call her, of the Night Sisters here, so... They are really pulling all the animation stuff into Star Wars, and since I believe there's a, there's a series that's under development, it's been announced, it's been cast, they, I don't know if they've, I don't think they've started shooting it yet, but it's supposed to take place in the High Republic, Acolyte, I think it's called, take place at the end of the High Republic and supposed to focus on the Night Sisters. So, of course, let's talk about the big blue elephants in the room. The Thrawn is back and looking a little worse for wear. They've been stranded on their own out out there for like nine years, ten years maybe, and it shows. Thron, who is very meticulous in everything he does, his uniform is wearing. You can see um, his collar is fraying. He, there's spots on his tunic. Looks like they're the where he would fasten it together, like where there there might be snaps or something like that. And the fabric is wearing from frequent uh, frequent use, <laughs> right? Uh, and he's not the only one who's looking a little worn. His stormtroopers, which I apparently were labeled night troopers in some of the uh, promotional material, definitely look like they've seen better days. A lot of them, um, their armor looks like it's been broken and repaired. Um, some of it even looks like what? What's that Japanese art where you? If you you break or you have some broken pottery and you fill in the gaps with like gold, katsuki, I think it is. Sort of like what we also saw from Kylo Ren when he repaired his helmet with uh, whatever that red glue was. Similar thing on some of the stormtroopers. And a lot of them, I think all of them, also have um, red fabric tied around their armor in a lot of different places. Definitely looking like they're (laughs) sort of barely holding it together in some ways. And they've become a little bit of a cult of Thrawn. They are definitely, they were chanting his name when he came out. Which is, uh, yeah, definitely a little creepy. And the, and Thrawn's Star Destroyer, the Chimera, He's looking just as patched together as his troops. What's fun is you look at the some of the damage on the star destroyer and it looks like this these are the places where the purgles wrapped their tentacles around it when they jetted off to this galaxy. It's so it's like okay, yeah, this is this is a good callback to uh rebels when he was sent out there. But yeah, this the Star Destroyer has definitely seen better days. And Thrawn, Thrawn himself doesn't look menacing. Lars Mikkelsen does a great job portraying him. It's nothing about him or his portrayal. He walks up, he looks like a very sophisticated, oh yes, here is a person. But until he says something and once he starts talking you realize you don't want to mess with this dude <laughs> and like i think he's always has he is using everyone and everything around him to for his own purposes he's he talks about once again using the night sister's dark magic like he oh he's been not afraid to use it before Now, they were apparently using it to call Morgan Elsbeth to come get Thrawn. Okay, that's fair. But he uses Sabine. He uses uh, Skull and Hottie, uh, and is not afraid to throw them away as being useless to his cause. All right, so let's talk Sabine for a minute. Sabine is came with Skull and Hati. Hati, I think is how they actually pronounce it in the show. She comes with them. She's looking to find Ezra. And is pretty single-minded about it. She gets taken before Thrawn. And he's like, "Ah, oh, nice to see a familiar face. And he goes off on a couple of different things. She says, just tell me where Ezra is. And he starts rambling again. Can we just, just answer the question? Yeah, she's she's had enough of Thrawn's <laughs> nonsense, right? So, and he happily sends her on her way. Now, it's fun. She gets her armor back. She gets her, all of her weapons back, including Ezra's lightsaber. Um, she's given a, a mount, which they call it a howler in the show. She's basically riding a giant dog, and it's just cute as all heck. <laughs> That, that dog was, was was cool. But he sends her off to find Ezra. Says, I, I'm aware of your deal with Skull. I fully intend to honor it. And Sabine's like, just like that. You've helped me? I'll help you. Well, what he's doing is he's sending off Sabine to find Ezra. And this is something he hasn't been able to do. So Sabine goes off to find Ezra and Thrawn sends Skull and Hati off to uh, follow Sabine. And then they'll be able to call in some reinforcements to uh, kill Ezra and, and Sabine. Right? It's definitely one of those, I will give you what you want because you are going to give me exactly what I want. Right? There's, if it, didn't suit Thrawn's purposes for Sabine to go find Ezra, she wouldn't be going to find Ezra. (laughs) But you sort of get the feeling that Thrawn does not want Ezra around at all, for any reason, at any time, for anything. And, uh, it's not surprising, given that it was Ezra that stranded them there. So, Sabine goes off. She runs into trouble, of course. There are, she's warned by um, Thrawn's uh commander of his troops is Captain Enoch, who is a little weird. He's got a he's a stormtrooper, but his the face of his helmet was replaced by another face. And I didn't look at it closely enough to see did he replace it with a a version of Thrawn's face, or did he just have a carving of somebody else's face? I I don't know. But Sabine runs into uh, some bandits and it was really nice to see her looking competent as a fighter. She's, the last couple of episodes, she's been sort of, sort of had her head handed to her in some ways because she's been going up against Jedi or Dark Jedi Force users with a lightsaber, which is not her forte. But when she ends up fighting this group of six or seven bandits. Oh yeah, she rocks them. <laughs> yeah, she is she is a Mandalorian through and through and yes, the best car is definitely helpful. And it makes such a great sound when the blasters hit it. But Yeah, so that was good. And yes, she does need to resort to her lightsaber and wreck shop because turns out these guys they're not Jedi. They're not Sith. They're not anything. And she just cuts her way through them. So... (laughs) So it's nice to see her looking competent again as as a fighter. It's amazing when you fight people more on your level or below your level. She somehow got dropped into the wrong level with the matchmaking system here, and it was just great. Anyway, she's off and... She eventually, she, she does find Ezra. She's led to him, she finds these cute, cute as heck little crab people. They're almost dressed like hobbits, that same sort of style. But you think of them like hermit crabs where they're wearing the shell on their back or the, these uh, to, that look like rocks. So they collapse under the, the rocks and they hide. They're very much hermit crab-like. And they recognize the rebel logo that's on her pauldron. One of the, these little guys has has a looks like a wooden medallion carved with that same logo, and they take her to Ezra. Now, Thrawn's been looking for Ezra for nine years. I kind of get the feeling this was a this felt to me like it was a little easy, but. Whatever. Eventually, Ezra and Sabine touch base. They they reconnect. And Ezra and Sabine are going to have a very long and very awkward conversation in the near future. Ezra's thrilled that she's there. For obvious reasons, he thinks she's there to rescue him. But he has all these questions. How did you get here? When are we leaving? (laughs) It's going to be great to get home. And Sabine's going to have to explain to him that, oh, yeah, the sacrifice you made to trap Thrawn in this galaxy, I just undid that. Um, uh, We may not be able to go home because I came here on the Chimera, and they're going to leave without us. Right? So, yeah. there's, They're going to have a very awkward conversation in the future. Now, the reality is... Ahsoka's coming, and they will probably end up going back with Ahsoka. But <laughs> it's that's going to be be a conversation for for a later later time. But it was fun. the The actor they've got playing Ezra pretty well nails Ezra from the Clone Wars. So that was so that was fun. He definitely sounded sounded like Ezra and it was, it was a good thing good times are have, had all around and so there's going to be some fun stuff in the next episode but there's one other thing I want to hit on and that's Skull and Hati they are they're here for, on their own mission they've been helping Morgan Elsbeth because it's helping them They wanted to get here. Skull wanted to get here for a different reason. He's looking for something. He's looking for power, right? He's talking about uh, the endless cycle of light and dark. He talks about the rise of the Jedi, the rise of the Empire, a cycle that is repeated over and over and over. He wants to stop that cycle, replace it with his own thing. I talked about last week that Skull falls very much into what I consider to be gray Jedi ter- ter- territory. Because gray Jedi is such a stupid term. But he's he wants to use the dark side to destroy the light. Not like the Sith wants to. He wants to destroy it and remake it in his own image. Okay? This is why the concept of a gray Jedi is so stupid. Because dark and the light cannot coexist in that way. They are Fundamentally at odds with each other. Skull is searching for something from old stories, it says. And he hears something calling to him. Hachi doesn't quite understand this. She's very much the impetuous hothead. Um, She's been trained to want power. And doesn't quite get what Skull is trying to do. Which is fine, neither do we, as the audience, so it's all good. But Skull is, is really interesting. She, Hattie asks him at one point if he misses the Jedi Order. And he says, you know, he says he misses the idea of the Order. He doesn't miss the Order itself with all of its flaws and all of its... Um, mistakes and all of that stuff which it had many that was the whole point of the clone war or the uh, prequel trilogy is to show the fall of anakin and the and how even righteous organizations can be corrupted by their own by themselves right how they can sort of stagnate and collapse skull saw his um saw the order saw it collapse and apparently he was a fairly young man when that happened and he's he and that it makes him different from most of the the evil force wielders that we've seen in Star Wars now it's there's some interesting timeline things I'm a little curious about Thrawn refers to, to him as General Balin Skull, which means Skull was a full Jedi when the Clone Wars was happening because the the Jedi were made generals over the Grand Army of the Republic. But Hade is not that old, and he ta- mentions at one point that when I was not much older than you are now, I watched everything I know burn. And that was the Jedi Temple. So, right, and that's Order 66 and all that fun stuff. Well, it's only been 25 years. He definitely aged a lot in 25 years. He doesn't look like he he would be in his uh, mid-40s, maybe, early 50s. But people age weirdly in, in Star Wars, so we'll go with it. Uh, so I'm really curious to see what the heck um, Skull is looking for. This this is a... Uh, there are a couple of fun mysteries. I'm almost... I don't to say uninterested in what's happening with Thrawn. It's sort of inevitable that Thrawn is going to end up back in our galaxy. And obviously he's going to get stopped because... See, the New Republic is still a we'll call it thriving government when the uh first order rises in, in the sequels. So what's gonna happen? What what's happening with Skull? What is he looking for? Uh, and I don't know. But he's looking for something he says he's looking for the beginning of something. Now I had a thought or a question, perhaps. There's a movie being planned for an era that's, that Star Wars has been, StarWars.com, I guess, has been referring to as the Dawn of the Jedi. And there's a movie, I said there's a movie planned in that era. And the director, and I forgot who it was now, said, liked playing in that period because he's not encumbered by anything. There's no there's no storytelling like if you want to tell a story in uh, the Galactic Civil War era you're tied to everything that's got happened in the movies and the Clone Wars and Rebels and all of this um, canon which happens in that time period. But telling stories in the High Republic or so the dawn of the Jedi era and you've got a wide open field to play in. Well, Filoni just dumped a big pile of lore <laughs> in the beginning. So, or is it in the process of doing so? Which could be really, really interesting. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what's what's going on. Um, Filoni is the type of guy he's he loves the prequels. And he's I could totally see him drop some midichlorians. I could see him drop the wills. He could drop any of any re- fun deep cuts to star wars but he is really setting the stage for something here so that's going to be really fun to see and just what the heck is going on the other thing i want to say is the show is beautiful right we're now six episodes into an eight episode series and everything you see throughout this the show Looks amazing. Filoni knows how to use all of the tools in the toolbox, right? He knows how to effectively use the volume. He knows how and when to not use it, and he he's because he came from animation. He is he's had this long history of visual storytelling that is translating. So beautifully into live action, and the way he is showing, uh, just just Thrawn and his company, right, tells a story. They don't have to call it out very much. At once, Elsbeth asks Thrawn why he's only sending two companies of stormtroopers, um, or two squads of stormtroopers to help, and he makes a comment. You know, that their time in exile has dwindled their numbers. Okay, cool. But you look at those stormtroopers. You look at his Star Destroyer. You look at Thrawn himself. And they all tell a story without having anybody having to say a word. You can see this is a group of people who have had it hard. And are doing everything they can to, to keep going. And it's not been easy. It said so that from store troopers with cracked breastplates and um, cracked helmets, and you see they're they're patched with some gold-colored material, the Chimera has vast sections of his hull. Not the gray of the MP- Imperial Star Destroyer, but these golden patches, and they're not placed like, oh, yes, we had a shipyard, and we were able to do it. We just happened to have gold plates instead of this gray. No, they were patched on as they, they could. It does not look like it was a pretty job. All of this tells a story that you, you don't get, uh, or you don't need to have somebody tell you. Yes, we've had to patch together our store, star destroyer with whatever we could find. They don't have to. It doesn't have to tell you. Yes, I had to patch together my my stormtroopers with whatever I could find. No, just panning across those that parade ground of of stormtroopers or night troopers, I guess they've called them, and it's pretty epic. This is. It is so beautiful to to see that you know when they're talking about Filoni doing a feature film here in the near future. I am really looking forward to that. So, but until then, we have two more episodes of Ahsoka to go, and uh, I think this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, let me know what you think. Drop something in the comments. Join the Discord. We'll you can ch- talk Ahsoka all day, man. I'm I'm all down for that. And until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is music free static signing off.